0: Might trick me once, I won't let you trick me
3: twice everybody, welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway, Premier League football is back, it's Friday 1st of April, I'm Kate Mason,
2: I'm Jim Campbell, and I'm Eddie Russell.
3: Yes, it is. Nine games to go in the Premier League, everybody.
2: It feels like ages since there's been games, and at the same time, this feels really sudden, doesn't it? It's like, oh, the Premier League's back. Yeah. Sort of forgot it, forgot it existed.
4: Yes.
3: Did, did you miss it, Annie Brussels?
2: Yes.
4: Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the way things have, have rolled out this week, I was expecting to be at Portugal versus Italy Oof. on Tuesday night, mm. yes. and as that didn't happen, no such game. It feels like exactly. It feels like I've been waiting for football for longer than I should have been. Mm. So yeah, that's that's where my vibe is coming from.
3: Cristiano called you and said, "Why aren't you at this big game?" And you said,
4: "Because it's not a big game." <laughs> <laughs> oh. At which point he slammed the phone down on me. <laughs> You. Do people slam the phone down there? No, I bet he
2: does do the shoe thing when he hangs but up with people. Up. For yeah. Sure.
3: Oh god. Um, lot of Premier League to talk about. We're going to start with Liverpool against Watford. Um, Jurgen Klopp's going to be bouncing around the place, isn't he? Because he is. he's. He's got his wish with the five substitutes thing, and that's going to make all the
2: difference. Yeah, I mean, he can't use them this weekend, can he? Just, just to be clear emotionally. I mean, yeah. that that
4: is the thing. Having desperately needed them <laughs> over the last two years, it's like, yeah. oh, have, have this now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like going out into the rain, getting soaked, and you know, once you've started like wringing out your jumper, getting given an umbrella.
2: Mm. Yeah, very much so. Um,
3: you still take it though, do you? Mm. Yeah, I suppose. You're like, no, I'm one with the
4: elements by this there's I mean, there's, there's, there's still a overloaded calendar. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
2: But, I mean, this is potentially a massive game psychologically for Liverpool, isn't it? Because if they win and, you know, given their record against Watford, I don't think it's too outrageous to say there's a good chance of that happening. Then they're going to go top. And, obviously, City play later on, so we'll have the chance to go top again. But... I mean, with their meeting coming up soon, they play Burnley, like, in Manchester City. Well, they do, Jim. yes, just they do. Just to keep us within the realms that, of reality. They, yeah. they, they love doing they that. They love it. Um, so, but but still, I mean, it's it, for a long time. It looked like City were just going to walk walk to the title again, and, and Liverpool started clawing it back. If they can actually, like I say, get that psychological blow in where they get on top, it could be massive. And like Emiric Laporte has been saying that, you know, like Liverpool were would love to play House City play and they're, they're, they're envious oh, yes. of them and stuff. And it's like, that seems a little bit insecure to me. Like, it's like, why are you starting to say that now? Are you well you say a, that to Trying to employ some mind games here? Are you a bit nervous about the Scousers? Sounds like it to me. You
3: think Eric Laporte sounded nervous in that interview,
2: do you? I think um, it's very pointed that he would say things like that.
3: I think they would like even a part of our game, he said. We have a phrase in Spain for it. I should probably have got brass to read this, but un par de huevos (brackets) a pair of balls. We have that. Not to be afraid of making a mistake.
2: Just seems interesting timing to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) A par de huevos, brass. I mean, I kind of like the way that I
4: I, I kind of like the way in Spanish that balls are eggs. It's more accurate, isn't it?
3: More fragile.
2: (laughs) Oh, they say eggs instead of balls. Yeah, huevos, uh,
4: eggs. Yeah.
3: Oh no, that really puts a whole new huevos ranchos or whatever mm. that lovely breakfast. Um, <laughs>
2: Bollock <Bottle of> eggs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, speaking of people who are going to need some balls, uh, Roy Hodgson used quite a dark analogy for Watford's hoped in the relegation battle. Did you see? This? I did. We've tied. This is actually very sinister. He says we have tied a chain around our neck. And attached a rock to it. We've got to pull that with us now wherever we go because we're points behind the teams. We need to catch up. I quite like Goth Hodgson.
2: It's quite. I think. Are we going to see more of this throughout the season? It just gets all very like Edgar Allan Poe and just like really dark and brooding and mysterious, slightly emo.
4: You see, I started this thinking, you know, it's some sort of Houdini vibe, <laughs> but but, <laughs> yeah. but but now, which is very much on brand for Roy. Right. But you've basically described him as if he's, you know, sort of. Wearing all black and leathers, and <laughs> yeah. got some sort eyeliner. of eyeliner. Like, ch- yeah, got got a choker on. I'm not in favour of like imagining Roy in that context.
3: Well, in that choker situation, he's got his choker has a rock
4: on it. Well, exactly, yeah.
3: Which is, oh, deary me. Yeah, I don't know. um 'cause because it's not... Yeah, well, let's not dig too deeply into it because it starts off sounding suicidal, and then he's now like, uh, he's trying to make out it's a sort of, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's some sort of way of like. Keeping their strength up and and doesn't
2: gonna... seem too motivating to me. No, personally. right, it's what
3: I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's their first game in three weeks, so
2: it's it's weird. This aside, this, isn't it?
3: will we see Roy's magic in evidence?
2: I don't know that we will because, um, well, it's the worst possible game, isn't it? To, yeah, to come back to when, when you're like after after such a long break, you would think that maybe you'd. You'd have a chance of catching someone unawares where they, they've you know they've lost a bit of cohesion, lost a bit of rhythm. But I don't think uh, Liverpool away is the um, <laughs> is the ground to test that on. But that is going to be interesting, isn't it? Because there are st- almost certainly going to be some teams who just like who who drop a bollock egg essentially um, because they're, they're you know they they've lost a bit of cohesion. So it'd be interesting to see where that comes into play. I don't think it's going to be here though.
4: Yeah, is Salah still be going to be seeing purple spots? After yeah. the other night, I think you have to ask the that. Salah as well, and
2: Manny, psychodrama as well. It, it is, it's, it's like that too. Like, yeah. are they going to talk at all at this point? It's like, you know what? I love you, mate, but I can't, I can't bear I the can't sight of you. The same
3: room as you. Yeah, well, Salah's supposed to play. He trained very well, is what I read. So, you know, presumably we're absolutely fine and we yeah, feel but, totally fine.
4: The thing is, when you talk about in training very well, that makes me think of nervous Jim. because when we went to uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool like, worse than Salah playing was the fact that he was jogging up and down yeah, in front of in us front in of the us, first yeah. half so <laughs> I'm going to come on in a bit I'm going to not. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm not on you. the pitch at the moment but I'm actively chipping away your enjoyment yeah. <laughs> of this first half by making you feel ill at ease because I'm going to come on later yeah they going yeah.
3: have Trent Alexander on although he's still injured so you know
4: I don't the, uh, think you're meant to deliver break... injury news in such a jaunty voice. I was trying. To I
3: was trying to be nice to Watford. Positive I guess. to Watford. Yeah, no, I don't right, want okay. Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Well, one of our brave boys.
4: Back, back, back to your point about them having three weeks. I mean, it is quite unprecedented, really, in like a modern calendar, and especially yes. a modern Premier League calendar, to have that sort of room to to work with the players. Of course, some of those players have been away and. Some will have had a break, but I think, especially for for someone like Hodgson, to get his ideas across. Okay, maybe it won't work in this fixture, but I think we've seen from like the battle at the bottom, moving a, a, away from the the, the title bit. Why here, don't
2: they call it the battle at the bottom? Do they not? I've, I've I've never heard it. It feels like the relegation battle is is a bit of a clunky scrap. Yeah, mm. the battle at the bottom. I like it. Anyway, carry on.
4: Yeah, it sounds more daring, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think there are daring teams down there this season. And you know, if we go if we go back to say January, go back to that fixture in what mid January or the second weekend in January when Watford got that late equaliser at St James's, like at that point you thought, well, maybe Watford have got something left in the tank. Mm. And at that point you thought Newcastle are fucked, <laughs> yeah. but, but basically, and things have changed around so. Quickly, Uh, none of these teams are completely hopeless at the bottom. And I think that's slightly different to previous relegation scraps. So like, if you were to tell me now that not necessarily this one, but say Watford were to get a couple of decent results and they'd still be in the mix by the end of April, I wouldn't be astonished by that.
3: Yeah. even even
4: though I would consider them a relegation favorite now. When also- you say
3: none of these three teams are absolutely hopeless, do you mean none of these three teams except no, for
4: Norwich? No, I mean <laughs> I mean none of none of the teams at the bottom. Even Norwich have some good players.
3: They've lost I is it Norwich 6 is. or 7 in a row now?
4: Yeah, I mean I think it's very very unlikely that they get out of it. But my point is that none of the bottom 5 6 despite results that would suggest the opposite are uh, are completely trash. his point so. is the
3: battle battle of the bottom is i think the there's place more in it be.
4: still um yeah. Sven
3: and ericsson has revealed that he was invited to a royal reception with the queen at Buckingham palace back in 2006 guys and we bring this up pre-world
4: we, cup presumably yeah yeah we bring,
3: well hmm, yeah uh we,
4: <laughs> we bring this up one was because... one was very disappointed by what happened in Gelsenkirchen. <laughs> would you like to come over for a cocoa and talk about your worries <laughs>
3: At a certain point, I asked her, this is it, this is Sven, um, if you're listening, Marcus. I asked her if she liked football. She said, not really. I asked her for her favourite player or team. I thought she would have said Beckham. She said, according to Sven, we only have Sven's word for this, I should you know, yeah. be very clear about. She said, Michael Owen is my favourite player. Um, he looks so clean.
2: Interesting. Interesting insight, isn't it? You see, Not th- like the this, other is, this is
4: why. This clear is why
3: that she doesn't follow a lot of yeah. the uh, psychodrama around football, <laughs> isn't
2: it? <Yeah>. <laughs> see,
4: this is why when I was channeling the Queen, I didn't do the voice. I didn't de- dare do the voice in front of you,
2: basically. <laughs> At a certain point, I asked her if she liked football. At a certain point, <laughs> it sounds like yeah, sounds like a pickup artist. It sounds like one of those terrible men, like, this point, like, rub your ear and then say that. Like, those weird blokes. Uh, He obviously has all those tactics, doesn't he?
3: At a certain point, it sounded more more post, I thought, from that that Mm. phraseology. He's weighed it up. Lovely. What a thought. What a what a thought. Um, as you say, Manchester City are making their annual pilgrimage to Burnley to sample some of their special mead on Saturday at three o'clock. The pressure will not be on. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? The pressure will be on, it says. Will the pressure be on? The pressure will not be on. Unless I've completely misunderstood the nature of City versus Burnley engagements. Um, Phil Foden has been busy. Actually, this is not, it's not his party, but... Apparently, his mum's mansion in Cheshire held a Mother's Day festival.
2: What 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 yeah. locals
3: are calling a festival, a, a very loud lot of music.
2: Mother's Day music festival. That's what they're calling like, it. Michael apparently, Bolton on the main stage. Yeah.
4: Like... <laughs> well, apparently, it was Whitney Houston ballads that oh, uh, got the police to come along. Mm-hmm.
3: I, don't, I, don't... I don't see how the police can have kind of come along, because according to the... There's been a lot of pushback from the Foden... Residence, um, because they were said that it finished up at 10. I don't think you so, can call the police on your neighbors if they're just making noise until 10.
2: Depends, doesn't it, can on you? who your neighbors are and how loud it is. I would imagine. Really? That...
4: Or maybe it was disappointment because I, I know, I would like to think if there was a police complaint about a neighbor playing loud Whitney Houston, yeah. it would be like, you know, some of the more upbeat ones, like, I want to dance with somebody. If mm. it's the ballads, I, you know, maybe that was the complaint. Come oh. on, let's get this party started.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get off the greatest
4: love of all. We're not interested. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's not party music. Come on. I also think that, you know, other people with mansions in Cheshire might be quite quick to get annoyed about things.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised that the mansions in Cheshire don't have as much land as you would expect.
2: Well, sound travels very easily, famously, doesn't it? So, it Especially would, if you've got big speakers, right? Yeah, which, let's be honest, the Foden's will.
3: The retaliation should have... Maybe that was the retaliation from the other mansion. It was like... Why haven't you got off land? Then we wouldn't be able to hear you. And your crap choice of Whitney Houston songs. Uh, yes, uh, we mentioned the five Is that subs. That Queen again? Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> We've mentioned the uh, these people who just stereotype posh people by doing one standard voice.
3: <laughs> we mentioned the five subs thing. By the way, that was decided in this meeting yesterday with the Premier League, and it seems as though they've turned they've turned it all around. Everyone's pro. Uh, Southampton's Ralph Hassanhutul says says it's good. Jesse Marsh says it's good. Uh, yeah. David Moyes says he's changed his mind and it's all good. I, I think
2: you know we complain about the amount of games that players face and um, something has to give, doesn't it? This is a practical way to sort of ease that burden. Agreed. And essentially, like fewer games is is really the answer, I suppose, or, or spread out in it. The a answer a that will never way. happen Well, exactly yeah. yeah. So if I um, in a practical sense, it it. it it has to happen, and of course, it gives the bigger clubs an advantage. Um, but you know, it sort of worked over the lockdown, didn't it? Yeah. Also,
4: yeah. also, I, I I agree with you. Like I was saying yesterday, for any clubs in the Premier League to be pleading squad poverty mm. is nonsense. Is it, absolute nonsense. But
3: when we were kids, there was only one sub. So by the time, if this keeps going at this rate, brass, it's going to be like the NBA,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Just rolling subs. Well, I mean, you can change half the outfield team, which yeah. is is pretty
4: crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of rolling subs yeah rolling subs cool. yeah of course you bloody do yeah of um, course I do
3: yeah the I th- uh, the question I guess is presumably they'll have it in three three blocks you'll only be able to make three substitutions yeah, that is how they times yeah. if you know what I mean so, as so that as it's
2: done in Europe yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that doesn't affect
3: the kind of potential time wasting which is another
2: thing that people have talked about I, th- I think as well it happening in across Europe means Premier League just had to get in line it, it needs to be standardized really isn't it? it needs to be the same everywhere the Premier but, League
3: yeah. has to get in line
2: you know, but you know right. you know what I mean though Like it has to be the same mm. sort of playing field you're offended by it, that <laughs> <laughs> So purely just because in European competition it's it's the you're under the same parameters right so yeah, yeah.
3: that's what we want we all just want to be part of one blanket lovely organisation like well, the European Super League that's what you want
2: yeah it? That, that's exactly <laughs> that's right Kate that's what I'm that's what at, we're yeah. digging
3: towards um Actually, Burnley, guys, i made, you know, I've really played this game down, I realise. Burnley have actually beaten City once since 1975,
2: so, you know. Lot, how, massive be, how, how massive would it be, How it, massive would it be? It's going to happen at some point, surely, oh, so if it good. happened this weekend.
3: I just don't think it's going to happen this weekend. Brass, what do you think is going to happen? Because whatever you think ha- is going to happen doesn't happen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Burnley have got it in them. Nice,
3: oh. <laughs> nice, nice,
4: nice. Sorry, Burnley fans.
3: But... The que- I mean, the other thing is Burnley have only won three times this season, I think. So I don't feel like it's going to happen. But they are playing Everton next weekend, I believe. And West Ham host Everton this weekend. Yeah, I mean,
4: Burnley, has, uh, Everton has been shifted for telly and with good reason.
3: Mm. You
4: know, that is absolutely huge. Not not that it's not huge for Everton this weekend when they play West Ham, of course.
3: Yeah, but they might win against Burnley. It's possible. Um, where- so you're saying
4: they've got no chance of beating West Ham?
3: Well, the only way I think they might have a chance of beating West Ham is if West Ham are just now because now they since Spurs beat them, they're now kind of out of this this race yeah. for Europe in 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 the league. But if they're focusing completely on Europa League, yeah. then they might just play all of their. Yeah, nerves.
2: Everton have quite a good record at West Ham, but this season their record on the road has been really really poor. So I guess one of those is going to come into play. Would um, be again, it's, it might. Everton might be a team you do really well from this break just a chance to recalibrate a chance to reset a chance to just go look what on earth have you have been doing let's try something different and have some time to actually work it out and implement it your is face this, suggests you disagree <laughs> is
3: this just like imagine this is just like imagining
4: your
2: it, head this is very much Tim. a thought exercise <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think that, that's, that's the thing with Everton I don't think that it's, Frank Lampard doesn't have a magic wand to make everything that's wrong with the club no. better on the other hand they require a relatively small upswing to not get relegated. Right. I think that's the thing. That relatively small upswing will probably happen at Goodison Park. It won't happen here. I think what you were saying about West Ham and and concentrating on the, the Europa League, is interesting because even though... Leon are a big name. I think that is a very winnable time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they should. They're not having a good season. Although, did you see Leon took advantage of the um, players leaving Ukraine and Russia, rule temporarily Oof. to sign to sign Tete for the rest of the season from hey, Shakhtar, hey. who was interested in a lot of Premier League clubs. It was interesting because the news leaked that Leon was signing a Shakhtar player, and Leakey put it out, and they say the name's not filtered yet. The fans worked it out. Before the journalist did, because Tete followed the barber who cuts all the Leon players' hair. Oh, <laughs>
2: come
4: on. And they turned out to be right. That is
2: excellent detective it's often work. those things turn out to just be wrong, don't they? They turn out to be just nonsense. Like when he's a guy in London, because he was in London, oh. not yeah. he was doing a medical. But yeah. Um, oh,
4: but people don't go to Leon for a haircut, though, do they? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they should. Who knows? Yeah, I m- love may- that. maybe maybe I should. Yeah. That
3: is. You look great. That's
2: not what I meant. He looks <laughs> great, doesn't he, do? Yeah, of course. We all look great. Um, <laughs> we all look great. Oh, my that's God. That hurts, neck. man. That's such a neck. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean. We're all people. The, the, the prep for Leon, though, for West Ham isn't going to be like, ah, oh, let's throw the league, though, is it? They're still no. going to be, um, you know, giving it the roll. No, so sure, their fans sure are as angry as
4: West Ham fans were like a year and a half ago really so
3: don't forget though guys before the international break two years ago um, Frank kicked off didn't he he was on about Juevos, Uh and his players not having any because they got mm. battered by Palace in in the FA Cup mm. yes does that
2: does in, same a, that in a typical of... FA Cup tie if I remember rightly yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: I, d- I, I just mm. I just think and I do think there is maybe a glimmer for them this weekend because as you say the the Europa League is huge for West Ham, and because they have a squad that, you know, that, uh, something's going to have to give at some point because they didn't strengthen in January, as we were saying. Maybe the international break has come at quite a, a good time for, for for West Ham, but I think the thing is, the thing is with Everton, it, it is going to take. a a huge amount to go wrong for them to go down still, mm. I've, I've, I think.
3: There's the games in hand thing. I mean,
4: maybe well, yeah. maybe that's not the thing. They need to, you know, get to the end of this season without this dreadful feeling of emptiness and without negativity hanging over the whole Lampard regime. Mm. I think he seems to be dodging the bullets on a personal level quite quite well so far. Yeah, so
3: I mean, I wonder how he does that in with all his friends in the media. <laughs> Um but if you but you've just got good eyesight. You're a dad, right? If you're delivering a bollocking, presumably you don't wanna do it and then wait two weeks to effect
4: Yeah, there 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 is a point that it's not worth giving it out anymore. Yeah. Because you've just left it too long. Mm.
2: <laughs> so if you were gonna motivate as a dad, Deli Alley <laughs> What would you do?
4: Mourinho already gave him the ultimate <laughs> chat. Yeah. And it, Mourinho's the, the thing tried, is,
2: tried one style, hasn't he? I think it's fair to say that one hasn't I, worked.
4: I, th- I think I watch that nearly as much as I watch the best of Malcolm Tucker <laughs> on, on YouTube. Because I just, I love the look on Deli's face of, I oh, soon he's going to stop talking and I'll never have to listen to him ever again.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and it's, it's quite wonderful. Yeah, that's... but it's it, on, on a from a Delhi perspective, it's it's sad. I, I wonder what will happen to him next season. Yeah, because presumably Everton are going to try and wriggle out of this before they actually have to pay for any of it. Well, he still I think hasn't that...
2: started a game, oh. which is astonishing, really, isn't it? He, he turns 26 in a, in a week or so. It's he like, was the he's best player on the so pitch young.
3: in the Spurs game. And no, that's not, um, you know, he was only what in the... the
4: game that they lost 5-0? Well,
3: he was only on for 20 minutes. So what the fuck was that? <laughs> It's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at that point, they didn't score when but he was on. They, me, I didn't. That's,
4: that's, <laughs> that's the thing about about Delhi, though, isn't it? That, you know, that the narrative has been set that he's got the ability to be, to be one of the best in the world and he just doesn't give a shit anymore. And I think, that's... well, I, th- I think that's completely unfair. Yeah, I don't believe that. And I think, I think the interesting thing is, it's a point that Lars Siverton, our pal, has, has made, actually. If you look at his advanced numbers over the last year and a half or so in terms of running tackling covering ground all that sort of stuff there's really no argument he's he's done a decent job and as, as well as he's ever done but he's so far away from goal and mm. that has continued at Everton as well now Jim I think you're right like the fact that he's you know not really been given the keys to the team I think yeah. is an issue. You yeah. want to feel like maybe Everton aren't in the position to do that. Maybe they're not in the position to let him play himself into form. But to put him in a slightly more advanced position. I, I, I saw one of his first games when he came on his sub at Newcastle. He came on quite early because there was, there, there was an injury. And, you know, there were bits where you get the ball, dribble around a couple, and you think, yeah, I remember that. But yes. it's like 45 yards from goal. Yeah. Like, what use is that it's to, odd, to anyone? It? And that comes down to the management. That doesn't that come down does. to him. And but need to, all but the players. But he's been doing all this weird stuff generally, Lamps, in terms
3: of, you know, like, Calvert-Lewin finally starts because he's been injured, and then he mm. didn't start in the FA Cup game, yeah.
2: and... Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? I think the, from the outside, it's very easy to look at Everton and, and Frank Lampard's remit and think, all right, well, there's nothing to lose there. So why don't you give Calvert Lewin a run of games to try and get back into form? Because other stuff isn't working. Why don't you give Dele, 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 Dele Alli some starts, let him play his way into form, let him play with some freedom? But that's prob- it's easy for us to say, isn't it? It's probably because lot- we're
4: sitting here going, oh, they're not going to go down. But if it goes really uh, badly, they yeah. will go down.
2: Frank <laughs> Lampard can't go into training and go, we're not going to go down, are we? So don't worry about that. So let's just like, just enjoy yourself. I
4: would I would love it if he did.
3: <laughs> <laughs> On the point about that I think it's this tiny bit misreported as well, this thing about getting rid of him. The situation I think is, is his maths thing. So when they signed him, it was there, there was a kind of, you've got to pay more money, but only if he plays 20 games. Now there were only 18 games available before mm. the end of the season. Mm. So... So I guess it was only if they kept him on for next season that yeah. they would have to pay this substantial greater sum.
2: Yes. So it's a qu- it's based a on all of this week sh- a sort of ob- obligation to buy, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, and, and based on what we've seen this week, in particular about what the millions and millions of pounds in debt and all this money that they've spent Everton. Um I don't know. It seems like a sensible way of well, if they played him properly, it seems like a sensible way of getting someone on the short term and then and then moving on so they don't have to spend the money. Mm. I don't necessarily think this is a deli fail. Um, yeah and obviously as you can probably tell I want him to do well
2: yeah it might just be the wrong fit you know I think it's it's very easy to just to to lean into this decline narrative isn't it but it isn't necessarily automatically going to work especially at a club who are you know let's let's be honest quite jittery at the moment they're they're not set up for success are they that's exactly right they are a
3: basket Everton we say this with all gentleness and respect for your long history but you're currently a basket case and we feel bad for you All right. Have a think, go and do a bit of mindfulness. We're taking a break.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking
0: for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere
1: else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Run and does. Can he play a colleague through? It's Jacob Murphy! Released! Murphy one-on-one! Jacob Murphy to win it! Oh! oh no. Just put
3: it in oh, the no. net! <laughs> Will never not be funny. Uh we welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. We're playing our colleagues through today, and now we're gonna get oh, it's me, Jim, and Andy. Jim looks frightened, so we can <laughs> <gonna> get.
1: <some laughs> emails. If you've got something for us, showfot the ramble.com. Ooh!
2: Robbie has been in touch he says was listening to today's ramble and was obviously intrigued by the football theme park idea the Luis Suarez zone not being one anyone would visit and was wondering what which footballers you think would have the most visited zones I've brainstormed a few below <laughs> I think need to be part of the park the Peter Oden wingy zone driving around trying to get into places you aren't allowed <laughs> uh, Andrea Pirlo zone lots of wine tasting and admiring fashion the Ian Dezeu zone crime solving zone I mean come on Royston Drenthe zone record and film a rap video any more you think you all think I've missed um, I do think the Luis Suarez zone is obviously where you eat um, <laughs> the food is named after everyone he's bitten so you have like a Chiellini uh, burger or an Ivanovich dog or whatever
4: oh you can combine it with like traditional South American barbecuing yeah uh, perfect I like that like sort of cook your own food you know you can do that at Moomin World they have this like little beach. It's on an island. You walk across this jetty. Was this a get dream? To... <laughs> no, no, this Are you genuine. sure this is real? I didn't have a lot of sleep in my first few years of parenthood, so perhaps I imagined <laughs> the whole thing. But you you walk across this bridge to this place called Nantali Island, mm. and it's it's not like Disney. Like the Moomins like just wander about like they actually live there. It's good. Anyway, on Hang the on. on the beach, right?
2: You mean people dressed <laughs> as Moomins, right? <laughs> This that that, that like might be what dream. that
4: might be what you call them, <laughs> but they have this they have this little um, beach where they have like communal barbecues where you can take food and like barbecue stuff for your lunch is good.
3: Did you see? <laughs> I don't know. Why. Did you see the picture of Alison doing his like uh, Brazilian barbecue thing? Just top. It's in the minute he got back to Brazil, just like yeah. you know, topless and with a lot of meat. I mean, th- his, the ultimate. and now I'm getting that mashed up with movements in my head. <laughs>
4: Let's not cook any Moomin's. No, I, no. I, I, th- I, think, I think the ultimate in barbecuing, have you seen the Diego Simeone series on um, Amazon? No. I, I, like, honestly, the barbecue he has in his house is, is like a, an in enormous restaurant. Like yeah. an in- indoor Indoors. barbecue. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got this full, like, sort of two tier grilling system.
2: Wow. it's magnificent! Should you really be barbecuing indoors though? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be
4: well, amazing, Well, if, if you've got patio doors that open out like he does, yeah. it's
2: fine. The ventilation would have been taken care of, won't it, I'm sure. He's, he earns a lot of money, that man. <laughs> uh, oh, what, what a day out that would be, a barbecue at Simeone's house. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's a zone. I think a Simeone zone's got to be in there somehow. Very unpredictable. Uh, I, I think as but well. It's probably because... like a boot camp, isn't it? It's like, that's a fitness thing. It yeah. takes you through your paces. A-
4: exactly. Because he's a very intense man, I think that's why you have the barbecue... Indoors. So what he'd do afterwards, after you'd eaten a load of meat, he'd open in the Simeone zone the patio doors, and then he'd get Profe Ortega, the guy who does the hellish fitness that makes everyone feel weak at the knees, to like run it off by taking you on a ten-mile run or whatever.
2: Oh, imagine that!
3: You gotta wait, though, haven't you? Yeah, you gotta you've got to to wait. wait at least. Well, I bet hours.
2: under Simeone, you know there's no waiting. Off you go. Off you go.
3: There's no point in sicking it all out, though if we're being real.
4: <laughs> well, if you're being sick from the exercise anyway, I mean, you know, it's hard to tell what's what really, isn't it?
3: No, it's not. Because it'll be chunky.
2: Oh. <laughs> show at footballramble.com, everyone.
3: For your Ooh, stories Jim's of vomit consistency. It. Jim's moving the show on. We must, we must really have hit a, hit a critical moment. Yes, show at footballramble.com. Tweet us at ramble. Uh, the next, I was going to tell a story about training and being sick, but I'm. you're lucky because you've missed it. Uh, the next game we're going to is Manchester United versus Leicester City. That is Saturday at 5.30. Uh, and Emmanuel Matic has confirmed what many people seem very aware of. He says the atmosphere in the dressing room at Manchester United is not fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, the, the actual interview with him, this sort of just slips out really casually. He's like, yeah, you know, we're not where we want to be. Um, you know, we we need to be winning games. The atmosphere is not that great in the dressing room, obviously. And it's like they're just like they're so listless, aren't they? Just stuff like that just keeps slipping out. It's like yeah, it's quite shit to play for Man United at the moment, but it's one game at a time. But even the sort of media trained kind of saying nothing uh, kind of thing that footballers do is is failing in the face of of all this.
3: You know what the answer is, don't you, Brass? What? Get Ollie back. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's an interesting campaign hill to die on. He'd remind
3: them all. It's Manchester United. You shouldn't feel sad about playing for Manchester United.
2: Yeah, you're right. It is Manchester United. And that is is a tactic.
3: Yeah. It went well, didn't it?
4: You you don't think there's an equally jolly former player who they could uh, appoint next season?
3: Oh, sounds like you have someone in mind. Oh, I'm just Just throwing it out out there. Just throwing it out there. Right in. Jolly former player, show at footballramble.com. Uh, yeah. That's not an
4: email address. <laughs> Jolly former player at footballramble.com.
3: Show at footballramble.com. You'll be so
4: disappointed when you get the bounce back.
3: Headline your subject. Yeah. Jolly former football. Yeah. Um, the big news at Old Trafford is that Bruno Fernandes has agreed a new contract. It's going to make him one of the three highest paid players at the club. Do you love him? Kind of, don't you? I feel like. Brass.
4: Yeah, I like him yeah.
3: But he's. He has had a bit of a dip in form over the last season and a bit.
4: Yeah, and I think there are a couple of reasons for that. First, firstly, they absolutely flogged him for the mm, pa- first year and a half yeah. that, that, that he was there. And he has looked, as you would expect, a, a mentally and physically weary player who is not prepared to abdicate responsibility to look. Um, I think they've not built the team around him in the, in, in the same way since Solskjaer left, and I, th- I think that's, that's been a bit of an issue as well. I know people have talked about the Ronaldo thing. I think that's a red herring. And I, I, th- I think yeah. as, as well, if you look at the way that they've linked in the past few Portugal games, uh, Fernandes and Ronaldo, it's proof actually that the one positive thing from United season, maybe not from a United perspective, but certainly from a Portugal perspective, <laughs> is that they've ironed out their issues.
3: Oh, United because, fans, feel better.
4: Uh, uh, there you go. They, they fit together much better for Portugal than they did in the Euros last summer, which is, which is interesting. So yeah, lovely bit of Old Trafford workshopping. Wow. It's not been a wasted season.
1: That no, it's be benefited a... Portugal. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs>
4: something. There you go. It's Something that's put a smile on Fernando Santos actually it's not possible to put a smile on Fernando Santos's face. What am I talking about?
3: What's weird about the Fernandes thing, Bras, though, is that there wasn't really any urgency cuz so the deal is only an extra season right mm. but it's just making him for, so what, it's like, that like a- we that's the Manchester United way paying over the odds for all of your players and if you're not you need to crack on with it there we go perfect
4: everyone's happy
2: everyone's <laughs> happy there's really,
3: something we can really get behind well, I mean
2: it, it probably shows that whatever plan they do have in place Fernandez is a big big part of it obviously Pogba's probably going to go in the summer so that's that, that leaves a big big hole they're going to do a lot of rebuilding and what they can't have is someone who is an essential part of the, the plan they're putting together being kind of vulnerable to, to you know to, to moving as well so I mean I, I, I'm I starting to think that there is a plan there and they're gradually sort of enacting it and that maybe things will stop being quite so chaotic at Man United soon.
3: Is this the same fever dream where you believe that Frank Lampard is, what was it, working away and Everton are going to be great?
2: Yeah, and the Moomins are fun as well.
3: <laughs> they cook barbecues. I,
4: I, th- I think if you get good authoritative Moomin as your assistant manager, Mm. I, I think I think you're onto a winner because they're, they're very, they're very zen the, as
2: well, aren't they? No, Snork Maiden is our current prime minister, <laughs> and that's going terribly. <laughs> so I don't think that would work.
3: Trying to. Carry us back down to the realms of reality. These are the balloons of your of you <laughs> floating above that I'm pulling down into the studio again. Uh, Leicester, f- of course, faded away in the last uh, couple of seasons. Um,
4: but such has been their Premier League form that there's nothing to fade away from yeah, this oh. season. It's they weird, could fade it? away in the Cups, I suppose, couldn't they? Because they're, they're, they're very much live in the Cups.
2: They fade up now? Is that is that how this will go? Louder. Yeah, they fade <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, I think. Well, Leicester City. The point is that they, as you say in the cups, they're in the. They could be winning. They could be holding aloft the Europa Conference League a tro- trophy. A trophy
4: in be each hand. That
3: I mean, that's yeah. big, that's big. You, you can't
4: imagine a two-cup season for Leicester.
3: You can't sniff at that, can you? The thing is, they. um they've had a lot of injuries and I think that's been underplayed. So my take would be that potentially they're going to fade. Yeah, they are. They're going to fade up. They're going to finish strong. They're going to finish strongly. So they're 10th at the moment. They've got players coming back in. They also didn't have, um, I think they only had a couple of players going away for for international duty. Wesley Fofana's been out. Johnny Evans as well. You, You know, it's been a really, it has been a really tough time.
4: Absolutely. And you're right to point out the defensive players come back. And Jim's pointed this out when we were speaking about it earlier as well if they can defend like competently between now and the end of the season which they've not managed for the bulk of this season, that will give them a huge chance. You know, they're a a solid club with a really good squad and that will make an enormous difference if, if they can defend plausibly between now and the end of the season particularly in those Cups.
3: Um, Spurs go off against Newcastle <laughs> on Sunday at 4.30. Yaya um, Torre said that despite being he's working Spurs youth setup since December. He's, he's just,
2: everywhere isn't he? He's everywhere. Calling Jürgen Klopp. Calling. <laughs> yes. He's, he's he would if you could wouldn't you? I, I get yeah. it. I, get I probably it. would want to see what he's up to. Uh,
3: yeah I don't know. Yeah he says he hasn't had a chance to sit down and chat with Antonio Conte because he's so busy. Now I'm not clear here whether it's him that Yaya is so busy or if Uh, Quante is so busy but hopefully everyone is busy well they're both quite busy gentlemen aren't they hopefully everyone is busy it's a
4: mutual busyness so no one feels left out
3: (laughs) Alan Samaxman, guys has got some flack for his last two games before the international break particularly after that defeat to Everton where he gave the ball away he's been posting he's been posting on social media Jim which you love to see he said people forget quickly but I know what to do to restore their memory (laughs)
2: Needlessly cryptic, isn't it? He
3: started. Well, I think it's clear what he's going to do to restore their memory. Um, Dribbles, scoring a brace against Steal and Taylor's Gulf United in a 5 0 win in yeah. Dubai. I break.
4: only judge someone on their last game. Yeah, that's what that's only. what I say. Also, is this, is this cryptic? To me, it seems like very very straightforward <laughs> what he's seen. But we're doing that English people thing of being included. a poem. We're being confused by someone with something which has the suggestion of metaphor. Yeah, I think Maybe. He right. I mean, he is, he is French.
2: Hey, but, you know, he's, he's banging him in against Stephen Taylor's uh, Golf United, as you say, and Stephen Taylor... Nearly clear run off the line. Didn't quite get us at the time. Those players will be so motivated to play for Stephen Taylor, as we've said. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty huge, I think. So watch out, spuds. Um, is
3: it better or worse than Lacazette's like, hat-trick against Brentford oh, B?
2: Not as good as that, is it? It's a hat-trick. How many pens were in there? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, right. frankly. It wasn't on TV. But well done, Laka. So, how do you feel about facing Newcastle? Because they're a different prospect now, aren't they? It's a it's a weird feeling. They've kind of become miserly. Up to play them. They've become they have become miserly, miserly defence. Right. Yeah.
3: that's not that's not what we like. No, we don't like playing those guys. Although well, that's Spurs not what are very
2: you... Spurs love scoring at home, don't they? Son and Kane in their we back want to be garden, breaking. essentially. Well,
3: are out there
4: breaking that's things not, up. Not you want what you want from a neutral, is it? Like miserly team visiting Antonio Conte team. <laughs> Sign me up. So you're saying don't bother? Yeah, pretty much.
3: Okay. Welcome to the Football ramble preview show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, There is something else for you to catch if you love a bit of uh, sports bureaucracy, which we always do on our show. Uh, it's the World Cup draw at five o'clock British summertime mm-hmm. uh, from the Doha Conference Centre. That's history. Johnny uh, Infantino said yesterday... Don't worry, guys. He will stand for re-election for a third term as FIFA president. Oh, so, Jim, thank goodness. Could you make? Could you deliver your statement on that piece of news?
2: Uh, thank you for all you've done, Gianni, all you continue to do, and uh, all, all that all that you will do. Um, yeah, you're a, you're a shining huevo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he also says that the biennial World Cup brass was not his or FIFA's idea. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they, they were just very, very publicly exploring the idea to see what everyone
4: thought. Is he trying to throw Wenger under the bus? That's, is, that's yeah. interesting. That
3: seems like a mistake. You don't throw Wenger under the bus, do you? Well,
4: well as Alan Pardew find out, he's a lot bigger than you think
2: he's <laughs> oh, yeah, he is big isn't he I've really? met Wenger he's huge yeah he like is a grasshopper. Yeah, a, big bit Bird, like a grasshopper Big Bird
3: really Ah, uh, yeah but the way he's folded in on himself I think mm. it's more grasshopper I, I found him more well, grasshoppery
4: it, yeah I don't know Big Bird's never struck me as particularly toned and as we know Arsene Wenger looks after himself so yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe that's a
2: poor comparison
3: Big Bird's got quite a belly. he's got a beer belly on him hasn't he <laughs> he does yeah.
2: he does yeah. Yeah. which raises some questions about his lifestyle <laughs> when he's not on Sesame Street <laughs> yeah
4: it really does <laughs> Gosh, Well, that's, that's what happens with that level of success, doesn't it? A lot of long lunches. You don't look yeah. after yourself. Yeah, Not really got time to go to the gym anymore.
2: No one's saying no to you. He's
3: feathering, <laughs> he's feathering his own bed. Right. <laughs> right better ways to score, everybody. Uh, Luke's not here, so I'm going to talk you through it. Partly that. In fact, I've kicked Luke to touch because I got it right last week, just in case you missed it. I Woo. got Ferran Torres right most inexplicably. It's time for Betway's Forward to Score. Entry is free. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's do apply. Game one we've got here is Manchester United against Leicester City. That is Saturday at 5.30. Jim Campbell is up for this one.
2: I have gone for Narrative's Harry Maguire. Oh. I can see him scoring a towering header against his old club like it. while under pressure.
3: And everyone will cheer. That's mm-hmm. what we want to see. Game two, West Ham against Everton. That's on Sunday at two o'clock. Who have you got, Andy
4: Brassell? Mikhail Antonio. Long afternoon for Everton, methinks. Oh, I think
3: you might be right. Uh, game three, Spurs against Newcastle. Sa- Sunday, 4.30 kickoff. Pete Donaldson has got this one for us. I feel anxious as I press the button. What will he have for us, Petey?
1: I wanted to go close at the big eye, but there's somebody filming down there, so I didn't want to bother them. So here's the big eye. Uh, Yes, Pete here from WrestleMania in Dallas. And I think this weekend, Newcastle United against Spurs, or Spurs against Newcastle United, uh, Human son, first goal, Sky. Cheers, bye.
3: Cheers, Pete. Always working for the Ramble, even when he's on an amazing work jolly. Uh, Pete in Dallas says it's going to be Son Hyung Min. Game four is me. Crystal Palace against Arsenal Monday. 8pm this one do you know on the way here I saw a woman wearing a Arsenal jacket and a Crystal Palace hat Ooh. and I'm still reeling that is too much uh, difficult one to pick because I wanted to go for Saka or Wilfred Zaha and not sure if either of those two actually will, will play uh, so I've gone for Jean-Philippe Mateta uh, four of those then it is game one Harry Maguire for Jim Campbell in Manchester United versus Leicester City. Game two, West Ham versus Everton. Everton are going to get battered. That's Andy's pick. And he's also chosen Mikel Antonio. Spurs versus Newcastle is game three. Pete has gone for Son Heung-min from Dallas. And in Crystal Palace against Arsenal on Monday night, I have picked Jean Philippe Mateta. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betwaycom slash to score Further T's and C's apply. 18 And um, please do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Oh my goodness me! It's time for something quite special. Oh,
1: God ah!
4: Ah. <sighs> it's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. This is why you're fucked. Andy's game, baby. Yeah. It's uh, making a great comeback. And do you know what? It's the players that make the game great. And I'm delighted to say, I'm (laughs) delighted. You're not doing yourself any favors here, are you? (laughs) Look, this is something epochal because it is the first Kate Mason versus Jim Campbell clash ever. How are you feeling, being part of history? We don't, we don't actually totally believe that. Yeah.
3: I think it's the first since records since began. Records begin, yeah. <laughs> playing I it in the pub,
4: playing it in the pub does not count. <laughs> okay, and We can make conversation. What are you talking about? Yeah, you, you'll uh, need every bit of practice because it's going to be intense. Um, Jim, you are starting. Okay, um, according to the algorithm, I don't want to put any pressure on. But, but He does want to. Yeah, I, d- I, do, I do want to put on a little bit of...
3: Let me add a little bit of spice. Early spice. <laughs> yeah,
4: early spice because... She was the sixth one. This guy, this guy is still playing. He's played for five clubs, Jim. Mm-hmm. And let me stress, if you don't get this right, <laughs> you will never live it oh, down. This is Good. a stitch-up. Player one is Mesut Ozil. Okay, five clubs. what you got for me? He's scribbling furiously. He's um using abbreviations, I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, for <laughs> sure. some of these clubs of which I do not approve, okay oh, so there will be no there will be no leeway.
2: okay, I've got you five. You've got five. there's, there's one I'm not a hundred percent certain on, right, okay. But Let's, what, let's can have I it. Go back, can I go down to four now? You have no, no, you cannot. All right. Okay, then. And this is clubs as well. Countries don't count, do they? In this? Countries do not count. You know that's
3: Marcus's game. Yeah. Don't play for time.
2: So, Fenerbahce, where he currently is. Arsenal. Real Madrid. Nice. And I was at Werder Bremen. And I believe he started at Schalke. Oh, hello. There we go. <laughs>
4: Big Man Sings oh. from Jim
2: Campbell. Just about lives it down.
4: Oh. It's, it's lucky, That's Kate, nice. that for, for your first turn, it's 1-0 to Jim, mm. by the way, ladies and gentlemen, um, that you have got the opportunity to show that you have the minerals. Because our next player...
3: I've got shitloads of minerals.
4: Retired... Because I've, uh, I've, I've got
3: ovaries and you guys have only got bollocks. <laughs> do you...
4: Huevos. What's wrong this player retired in 2011. Yeah, Oof. and uh, he played for 19 clubs. Fucking out of which I'm God. expecting you get at least like 12, 13. It's well below par if you don't. Uh, Let's fan and <laughs> Is this a joke? Is this a joke? You got that on the book. 12 clubs. No, he's he's played for 19. I want you to get at least 12. Let's <laughs> fan and Steele. What the fuck is this? Yeah, it is April Fool's actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was worth (laughs) it for the face though.
1: What what were you going to do? I
3: was was
2: just going to let you (laughs) take the bullets there.
4: For what it's worth. I was going to be like, three? Because they always play for like Millwall, don't they? Let's let's fan and steal the (laughs) out of interest who has played for 19 clubs and he's the only footballer to have played on every FIFA continent. That's impressive. Um, honestly, I would have struggled to get uh, like three or four of these. I actually know him as well. <laughs> anyway, his final club... So can
3: club, I have a point for that? Because I guess no, it was a no, you April Fool. Uh,
4: no, you can't. Um, maybe that'll be the tiebreaker. His final <laughs> club, though, out of interest, between uh, 2009 and 2011, he played 45 games for Ramblers. Oh, Isn't that nice? We love you looks. Club. No, um, Kate, so we we have a more suitable <laughs> one for you. Thank you. This player is still playing. Played for four clubs. His name is Oh Musa. So cool. <laughs> Go for it. Again, feel shame if you don't get all four of them. Oh
3: fucking hell, brass!
4: Jim has lot. set the standard here.
3: <sighs> what are you doing to me?
4: Also, I want to point out to the listeners that I'm not wearing the spectacles I somewhat sometimes wear to rest my eyes on a Friday because I don't trust the others not to get the reflection off my iPad and get some of the answers. That is the <laughs>
3: level you're dealing That's with. That's the level there. of
4: professionalism. Yeah. Four clubs, what's your bid? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, wait, hang on.
3: Um if I say I can't tell how I'm, I can't tell how frowny Jim is, and
4: you can't look in. I'm his, just looking at his face. You can't look in his glasses because he's using the pen and paper, so there will okay, be. Okay, so no I'll reflection. say
3: three then. We
2: well, got four. We yeah, got four. Jim you've definitely got three, haven't you? So I might as well do the four.
3: Okay, right, cool. Let's have it. This is a low percentage player. It like. is.
2: So Watford did the Newcastle. Greater London thing. Give it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Newcastle. Also, just watching football did. Spurs. So, where did Newcastle get him from? That's the thing. That is the big question. I am going to just take a punt and say Bordeaux. <laughs> you. you got away with it there,
4: mate. Toulouse. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Brilliant. He looked beautiful in the violet. Played 192 <laughs> times for them. Um, before turning up at
2: Newcastle United <laughs> are
3: you channeling the spirit of Marcus Beller beautiful
2: no. any, any, anyway. <laughs> in the violet <laughs> oh,
0: lovely
3: Marcus Beller by the Quite way true. sorry to take a break from this wonderfulness. it has been an absolute fucking form this week
4: carry on yes um, right so it's 1-1 one, one. all to play for mm-hmm. uh, this player retired in 2018 Jim
2: mm-hmm.
4: he played for seven clubs he's Steve Sidwell okay Seven clubs. Began his senior career in 2001 and retired in 2018.
2: He's more useful than Luke. I'll give him that. Seven clubs. Seven. Hmm. What you got for me? There's one I'm fairly convinced he didn't make a professional appearance for. So
3: (laughs) that's really useful, mate.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not 100% sure on it, so. Right. I'm going to have to push you. Come on. I'm feeling
3: quite confident after
2: that. Yeah. I'm going to go four. Four? Do it. That is is the sweet spot. Yeah.
4: He's going to do it. Right. You want him to do the four? Yeah. I want him to do the four. Right. okay Cool. Go on then.
2: Chelsea. Fulham. Reading.
4: (laughs) On the Cote d'Azur, is that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Villa. Oh, damn it. Oh, two ones to the Campbell. So I know he started at Arsenal, but I'm not sure if he played a game.
4: No, he didn't. You right. would have been wrong. So, Do you know um, he played for Palace? First,
3: well, maybe I'm just imagining
4: that. No. First, first senior football uh, Brentford loan, uh, Brighton and Hove Albion loan, who he later played for on a permanent basis, Reading, Chelsea, Villa, Fulham, Stoke City. Yeah. I wonder if Stoke are edging, edging themselves into the. Sunderland rule. Yeah,
2: Stoke Stoke pop up a lot, don't they? Yeah, Yeah, they do.
4: Right, 2-1 to Jim Campbell. Next one for you. I
3: that. You did well, though.
2: Thanks.
4: (laughs) Next one for you, Mace. Yeah. Uh, This player is still playing against the odds. (laughs) Nine clubs. (laughs) Yeah. He is Goran Pandev. Nine clubs. It's a tough one. Come on, gonna have to push you.
3: What the fuck? You gave this guy way more time.
4: Yeah, he's actually stolen your time, really. <laughs> By him taking ages, there's less time for you to procrastinate. Nine clubs, Gore and Pandev.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake. You did use some of your time praising Marcus, so, you know. Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just extra time. That was just extra time. And we're not allowed to praise each other in here.
3: Oh, God. Okay. Um, two.
2: Two. ours. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go for three, so I'm going to see if you can. Oh, okay. You can do that. Right.
3: Okay, I'm going to start with. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. One isn't math. I'm just doing a guess. Okay. Dine Rose Agro.
1: Jim Campbell! Oh, wins. shit! I didn't realize you were about to win! <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a victory for Jim Campbell. It's a victory for maths.
2: As well. <laughs> and for Goran Pandev. I had a victory for Goran Pandev.
4: Congratulations, Jim. Uh, Goran Pandev played for Belasica. Uh, then he played for Spezia and Kona. Lazio, 159 games for them. Inter, with whom he won the Champions League. Napoli, Galatasaray, Genoa. And he is currently still playing for Parma.
2: Yeah, I, I had Inter so and go. Roma. So I, they were the only ones I was you know, sure of. And one of them was completely wrong. Given that he played for Lazio, couldn't I, have been more right.
3: I should have gone for two because I could, then I could have had them. Wait, fact. You did, I, go, you for did go for two. Well, th- that's, there, well that's really good. I'm no, really glad I did that. And I totally knew what I was doing. Well done, Jim. I think you've won.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing more that's Andy's slash Luke's slash Marcus's game than being 100% convinced that a player played for a club that they oh, didn't yeah. actually play <laughs> for. Is the very <laughs> essence of the game. Look, I know the completists out there will want us to take this uh, to its conclusion. All right. Um, so, um, final player, Jim. Uh, nine clubs still playing. Ryan Bertrand. Oh, okay. How many? Nine. Nine. Bit um, have a surprise, isn't
3: it? We it is. lots of
4: clubs.
2: Because clearly he's yeah had a lot of loans, which is often the way with that, isn't it? So I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna have a guess at. I'm gonna try three.
4: Okay.
3: I thought you were just going to like... Kate, do you have more than three? Really ob- no, I sure don't. I'm sure there are really obvious no.
2: ones in there that I'm going to go. But maybe myself. I should just
3: name a whole lot of clubs, see what happens. That's up to you. Yeah, let's do that then. How yeah. many How many are going for? Four. Right, okay. Um. Yeah, happy. Yep. So Chelsea. Uh, Southampton. Oh, fuck, I haven't really thought about this beyond that. Um,
4: Palace. Literally...
2: Palace went through my mind as well. <laughs> QPR was the other one I had. Uh, in, PR, I QPR, QPR,
4: uh, Palace. The um, you can get an extra. <laughs> and,
3: uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! For, this is for,
4: for those two. So it's uh, been shit. Chel- Chelsea, hence all the loan clubs. Uh, Bournemouth, Oldham, Norwich, Reading, Forest, Villa, Southampton on loan before becoming a permanent Reading, Southampton Reading, player, Reading. and then going to Leicester City, where he currently resides. So, congratulations, Jim!
1: Wow.
3: Yeah. Wow. There's a reason that doesn't happen too often. Is the impression that I'm getting, but I'm yeah. Congrats. I don't feel yeah. I, it wasn't as catastrophic catastrophic as the vicious just like death the other week on no. the on the Marcus game. But um, if I feel wrung out, I'm on a roll. Are
2: you? Mm, I think it's two wins in a row. Bloody hell! Who've you been playing, kids down the road? You. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's not official
4: until Jimmy to the B says it is. But That's the way I look at it. Indeed.
3: Yeah, great point. The
4: custodian of our great game.
3: Oh, listeners. If
4: only FIFA were like him, eh? <laughs>
3: yeah, it's a great point. Listeners, thank you so much for being with us on this lovely Friday, this lovely bloody freezing cold Friday. I hope you're nice and warm somewhere. Uh, and we'll see you on Monday. Thanks for being so great, Jim.
2: Thank you. Thanks for, for being shame.
3: so great, bruh. <laughs> Russ is wearing mace-branded mace clothing, so that's why I thought yeah, I had a chance always.
4: in the game. Thanks, thanks for your patronage. I appreciate it.
3: Oh, yeah. And thanks to the patrons, since you mention it. Uh, lots of love, guys. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Way, <laughs> it's Friday 1st of April. Perry Lake for our oh, fucking hell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out!
1: Cool blimey!
2: <laughs> Hit him
1: with an eel. <laughs> the Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator
0: Network.
4: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen